Welcome to the Set Studio Podcast, building cool shit with me, Mike Special. This is where we'll discuss home development and hopefully give you the tools and knowledge needed to get ahead in real estate building and investing. Okay, uh, today we are not in the studio. We're trying to do a remote episode. Yes, we'll see how this works. Technology. Technology. We've been at it for about an hour trying to figure this out, but <laughs> we <laughs> sounds good. Um, so today we're going to talk about kind of what to expect. Sorry, what to expect with investing with that studio. Absolutely, and that's you know that's pretty broad. And I'd like to get into a couple things to kind of narrow it down. At the end of the day, there's a million different ways to structure deals. You know, we're creative. Every deal is a little bit different. Um, there is always some debt or financing that, that we typically get from a bank. And then there's also an equity side as well that either comes from us or other investors. So hopefully in this episode, we can touch on a little bit of each one of those things and what you can expect when investing in projects with Set Studio. Yeah, definitely. So, well, we get a lot of questions, you know, we, we have people on, you know, our social media and different people that reach out via email saying, Hey, you know, we like what we're, what you're doing. Do you have opportunities to invest? Do you have opportunities to buy where they want to buy something that you're doing and they want to sell? So, um, why don't we start with the types of projects that you guys do do right now? Um, Let's talk a little bit about that and what you're doing Absolutely. in Austin and then also in Nashville. Absolutely. So in Austin, we're doing several different things, anything from land development to building individual houses. Um, we've primarily been a speculative builder over the past couple of years, but as the market has changed and started to turn, we've, we have started leaning a little bit more to custom homes and building homes for clients as well. However, that hasn't stopped investing and developing in Austin or other areas. So in Austin, you know, currently we have uh, several homes going up in a project called Nash 2, where we are able to buy a larger piece of land, redevelop it, uh, take it back to a, an older zoning, which allowed us to put several homes on it. And that's one project in itself. Um, that alone has a handful of investors that, that are in on it. Um, and, and, and that's kind of, a, in a nutshell, what, what we've been doing in Austin for the past couple of years. We're going to take that same knowledge and same approach that we've been doing in Austin to Nashville as well. We're buying a larger track of land, uh, resubdividing it and, uh, giving us the, the ability to actually put multiple homes on, on one piece of land. That's where we find we do best is is to do multiple homes we end up creating a micro market if you would um and and sales and returns to investors end up being a lot better instead of just doing uh, a one-off type of home in addition we also do commercial you know we're working on some multi-family commercial projects too that once we get uh, a lot of these things out of the planning stage, we will be looking for investors on. Um, but with with a project like that, you know, we'll take on a handful of investors 
um, go to the bank to get the debt for the rest of it to continue development and, and building of the project as well. So again, each, each project that we do has a, has its own little nuance, if you would, um, in a structure <laughs> a little bit differently, just depending on the needs and the wants of the investors and the project itself. So why don't we also, you know, the thing that's so interesting that you have, uh, at Nash two right now is the fact that you developed six and then one custom home, but you developed six lots that was a main and an ADU and we're wrapping up, uh, you know, that project. And right now you basically have the opportunity for whoever, you know, uh, kind of wants in, but the opportunity to buy that main and that ADU where, it could be act as an investment for whoever the buyer is. Do you want to talk at all about that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, we look at, we build projects that, that, that do a couple things. Um, number one for our investors, they give a really great return or ROI. Um, number two, we build a product for an end user or purchaser of that property to have the ability to actually have a rental income stream that, that can be passive as well. And, and, and a great case in point is, is Nash. We are selling, uh, each lot has a main house and an ADU. Um, the way that it, it's currently set up is the, the homeowner can live in either unit. Most are going to live in the front units and then lease out the rear units just because Rents have gone up so tremendous in Austin and in other markets that, that are, that are very like-minded. What this actually does is, is give that purchaser of that end product that rental income, which offsets the overall amount that they are paying every month for their mortgage. What that does is, you know, they're, they're creating additional appreciation and equity in that back home while someone else is, is paying the bill for it. Several people will do long-term leases or even Airbnbs. So long-term leases typically are a little bit easier to deal with. You know that you have uh, security at least for 10 months, 10, 12 months with a, with someone leasing the property. However, Airbnbs and short-term rentals can be more profitable, um, but oftentimes there's a little bit more work involved. So with that said, you know, we're trying to create opportunities for ourselves, our investors and our end clients at the same time. And, you know, how you guys kind of structure some of these deals, um, the financing part of it. Uh, let's talk a little bit about how you did that for Nash. Nash one. Absolutely. Nash one and Nash two were pretty pretty similar. You know, we, we ended up going to the bank for a certain amount of debt or a loan to purchase and build the entire project. With that said, there, there's always a certain amount of money, you know, 10 to 25% of equity or cash that you need to come to the table with to actually close a deal. So a portion of that is taken care of by us, Set Studio, um, myself in Bristol, and other limited partners that come in and buy in at, at, at certain values. Buying in at certain values locks in a percentage of return for those individuals once everything sells. 
Um, the structure on Nash 1 and Nash 2 was exactly the same. We basically had to come up with 20% of the equity and then 80% we went to the bank to actually get the debt for the loan. So that's how that was set up. You know, Nash 1, once all mm-hmm. homes were, were completed, the debt was paid off first. All of the equity that investors had placed in was paid next and then splits in the rears happened. And again, splits on each individual project are a little bit different. We try to keep it as clean as possible. We do not fee our investors. Um, we, we, we try to make it as clean as and as comprehensible as, as humanly possible. At the end of the day, there's a lot of guys out there that will fee a project to death. Um, and we just don't believe in that. We'd much rather share in that equity and that upside at the end of the job versus feeing the job um, when you don't really need to. So mm-hmm. that's how those two have worked. Yeah. And then with uh, with Nash One, do you have a specific amount of investors in that project? Uh, it, like it more or less varies. than Nash Two? Yeah, the, it's it's about the same amount of investors from Nash One and Nash Two, and each project, you know, some some people come in with a, a little bit more equity than others, um, and that's typically always the case. Uh, we typically have minimums to invest in projects. It's it's anywhere between one hundred fifty and two hundred thousand dollars. It's always better we have found to have less cooks in the kitchen, if you would. Um, now, while while we want to make sure everybody's got the opportunity to do well, um, it, it it's definitely a lot easier with just a handful of investors versus uh, you know ten or twenty. So on on each one of those, we we're around you know five five or six individual investors per project, and each one of those projects were um, total construction and equity needed was anywhere between six and eight million dollars, and then. Yeah, going into Nashville, are you guys structuring that similarly? Nashville's very structured very, very similarly. Um, we are purposely putting up a little bit more equity and getting debt from the bank as well. We find that it's it's a process that works very well. And, and so it's something that we're definitely going to continue. You know, some of the length of time on these project is, projects is another question that we often get, you know, people want to know what their ROI is, their return on investment. Um, most of our projects go anywhere between 12 and 24 months from start to finish. So in most cases, it is uh, the turnaround times a lot better than most commercial or multifamily projects that are out there currently that a lot of these investors invest in. So we like to keep investors money circulating and moving and working at all times. So we found a happy medium to get them their equity and their uh, their profits back sooner. Now, do you guys have so with you know Green Hills and Nashville, you guys are building a similar like a development where there'll be homes. Do you have investors where they invest, say right say right now with Green Hills, and then once you guys start the development process and you guys have the homes, they also are buyers of those homes. So they're kind of like a two prong investment. We we've had that happen in the past, definitely before um, Nashville and Green Hills. It's still yet to be seen. We're doing that in two phases, though. We're doing uh, land acquisition. We're going to come in and do the infrastructure, bring all the utilities in. 
bring the roads in and actually create the individual lots at which point that company that was secured or built just to do the land development will then sell the lots. Um, Set Studio can either buy them themselves or sell them to other potential builders as well. Um, but there will be a capital movement. So once the land development is done, that company essentially will sell uh, the product or the lots that they have and then eventually shut down and then individual projects will open up per lot. That will give the original investors first right of refusal to invest in each individual home if they want to at that point. Um, and it also allows additional investors from the outside to come in and invest in those houses as they go vertical. There's been several occasions where we have built a home and an investor would rather move into it or buy the other limited partners out and keep that home for themselves. So it, it, it's definitely a possibility that that can happen in Nashville as well. Um, and, and something that time will just tell on. Yeah, that's very interesting. And, um, so kind of moving away from these structures, you know, let's talk a little bit. I'm, I know that I'm not, and a lot of people are not really familiar with kind of the different loan options when it comes to, you know, investing in what you guys are doing. Uh, do you want to run through those? You know, I know we talked a little bit about how there's the hard money loans, the cash loans, um, just the different types. Um, maybe let's use, you know, Nashville as an example. What type of kind of loan options are you guys working with there? And why did you guys choose that option? Absolutely. To speak to exactly what you said, there are several different types of loan options or debt options, if you would. First one is going to be a hard money loan. And a hard money loan is typically private financing. That usually comes with a larger origination fee and higher interest rates on that money that need to be paid monthly. Um, those are great loans a lot of times for people that are just getting started and don't necessarily have a track record of building or developing. And that's a lot easier way. Um, a lot of or a majority of hard money loans or private money um, at times will not have um, personal guarantees that are needed or recourse that are needed. They're typically going to want um, a little bit more in equity, um, but are, are and can be a, a great option um, that a lot of people can use, especially um, when they are starting. You definitely have the cash. You know, you can you can utilize cash. You can just come in with straight equity and pay cash for everything. And, you know, we've often shied away from that just because of the, the opportunity cost that paying cash for a project for, for the land and for the construction, um, it's just not worth it. Even with interest rates, you know, hedging in, in the, the five and a half to six percent arena, um, that's still cheaper, I believe, um, in using the bank's money than it is to actually take and secure your own funds in the entire project um, at that same price. So with that said, you can use cash. You can buy land and, and, and pay for the construction completely out of your pocket. That's something we definitely shy away from. There's a happy medium 
that 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 you can find with leverage and and that is you know leverage with the bank's money and your money um from there you've got bank lending just traditional bank lending you're going to have lower origination fees lower interest rates but sometimes well in most cases you're going to have to have someone with a balance sheet that can be proven to show that they can carry that debt in that project. In most cases, that's something that, you know, we do in house, but there's even sometimes with, with a lot larger projects where we have to share um, that guarantee with someone as well. And that's, that is one of the fees that has to take place. You know, we often pay guarantee fees to make that happen as well. Um, we've typically leaned more towards uh, bank financing just because of the cost and the relationships we've had. And that's something that will come to each individual over time. Um, it's not something that you can jump out and do immediately, go to a bank and, and say you want to build five houses and uh, you've never built before. Um, a little more difficult. You know, we've been doing it for almost 25 years. And so we've got a track record and, you know, at least in Austin have a have a, have a good relationship basis set up with, with several different lenders that we utilize for our projects. And so, so, you know, with, um, say Green Hills, you know, I know you guys are closing soon with this type of investment. I want to talk a little bit. I'm interested to know more about kind of the ROI and, you know, going into say me or anybody else was an investor, um, you know, in this project now, and I know you guys are closing soon, what's kind of the length of time that as an investor in you guys' projects that you can expect, say I'm not buying a house in Green Hills, I am just kind of like looking to get in and then the exit. Um, can, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, kind of the timing on what to expect for a project like that. Something to expect for 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 like Green Hills, especially time frame wise. What we're quoting right now is is on the the maximum side sixteen months. We've got to go through. We've got to close on the land in the next uh, few days. We've still got to go through the city with uh, some some civil plans and subdividing plans. Uh, so we've got about two to three months on that uh, prior to us being able to do the true land development. And with that true land development is that that's bringing in the utilities, pouring the roads, doing the curbs, sidewalks, things of that nature. Um, so as an investor, someone comes in and, and to even step back, preliminary numbers that we do on projects, we, we typically do not move forward until we know that we can at least have a 50% return on investment. Meaning if you are an investor, that invest $200,000, we typically don't like projects that will not pay you your $200,000 back plus $100,000 or 50% of what you have loaned. So that's kind of a, a starting point for us. We, we try to uh, keep that multiple at 50% or higher because uh, there, there are things that can come up. And if, if you, you know, costs overruns, time overruns, things of that nature. And if you don't start out with, you know, a basis or a spread that is that far um, and, and you're looking for a return more of 20%, that can eat your percentage and your return up real fast. So 
we, you know, there's several deals that we pass up on a regular basis that just don't have the margins that we feel um, are good for us. You know, we definitely don't take everything that's presented to us and we look at everything and are ultra conservative with the type of things that we do. So on average, to, to say it again, you know, we try not to touch any project that doesn't have um, on the front end perform at least a 50% return on equity. That's incredible. Outside of Nashville, you know, are there any other projects coming up that you guys kind of have been thinking of or anything for the future, kind of looking forward to 2023 that you think might be in store? Are you guys moving more towards kind of building out in Nashville or other opportunities still in Austin or what can, you know, people kind of expect? Yeah, the future is going to bring, you know, it's it's going to be real interesting to see how how everything pans out over the next couple of years. But one of the things that we are really uh, motivated in, in one of the directions that we're looking to push towards is building products and maintaining ownership. Um, we are looking for legacy type of products that basically pay us mailbox money. You know, you've heard a lot of people out there on social media talking about multifamily and how to get into multifamily and things of that nature, where we've been blessed is we are in an industry that builds the products that other people's like investors want to buy. So one of the benefits of that is we can do it a lot less expensive and bring a lot more equity for ourselves and our investors than the end users that you're seeing on TikTok and social media talking about, you know, going in and purchasing something once it is already complete. We're adding with uh, with cash equity and equity once the project's finished, you know, anywhere between 35 and 50% equity in the products once we're, once we're done with them. So with that, we're, we're definitely leaning um, to a lot of properties that can be built investors can invest in. We can even manage the properties for them, um, especially on a long-term rental um, and and still doing spec homes, but doing them a little bit more with purpose. Um, and again, you know, we're definitely going to sell several of those, but the main intent is going to be holding properties for reoccurring income. You know, with this economy, going the way that it is and, and interest rates going that it, the way they are at the end of the day, people are always going to need a place to live. And we want to be able to be part of the solution to that, to build new properties, uh, things that people are happy and love to live in and uh, things that give great returns for our investors, you know, so that's building a little bit with a purpose. Um, so just because of where the market is, yes, we are taking a little bit, of a twist and we're not going to do as many speculative homes um, that don't already have a solution or an out. Um, we're just going to be very mindful of what we purchase as well. So I think the markets in Austin and in Nashville will be pretty well insulated just due to population growth, jobs, um, great food scenes, and uh, also being uh, large college towns, you know, so I think we're going to be pretty, pretty insulated. And even for the future, I see us doing about 50% of our work in Austin and 50% in Nashville as well. Um, so we're, we're pretty excited for the future. Well, I don't think that I have any more questions about the investing. I know 
um, that there's a lot of opportunities and what's kind of the best way for people to get involved, just, you know, reaching out via email to chat more. Absolutely. You're welcome to email me personally, Mike at set studio and uh, set has two T's S E T T. We've got several projects coming up. We're always looking for like-minded investors and those that uh, would like to jump in. We're happy to teach um, and happy to build relationships. We're very much a relationship-based company. We do business with people for years at a time. You know, it's not about the, the home run or the grand slam every single time, you know, relationally, it's about something that you do together over time and to be successful. So we've got a lot of great personal relationships with our investors, with our, our clients. And that's something that we want to continue. So if you do have any interest in any of our projects, please reach out to me personally. Again, it's Mike at Set Studio. And I'd be happy to answer any questions and also uh, show you some of the projects that we have up and coming where you might be able to get involved. Well, thanks for chatting today and we'll talk to you later. Excellent. If you are enjoying this podcast, follow us on Instagram and please subscribe. Hit that subscribe button on iTunes and on Spotify. If you have any questions or suggestions about topics or guests that you'd like us to bring on, drop a comment in the side or send us a DM on Instagram. Thank you again for listening.